Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we are two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would. At a tailgate, in the backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Clint, this is an important day. We, we have just watched college football. Mm. How do you feel? Daniel, I don't think words can describe exactly what I feel about this day because this day is unlike anything else. Uh, fall is here. My, my child asked me the other day, hey, Dad, when does fall start? And I said, when football kicks off is when fall starts. That's right. Um, my child asked me the other day, because he knows when fall starts, he asked me the other day, uh, Daddy, why is it 96 degrees outside even though it's fall? You told me it was fall, and yet it's still 10 million degrees. Uh, why is that? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm currently researching homes in Alaska that we can move <laughs> yeah. to, but I'm not interested in talking about it until then. Uh, yeah, waiting until 6 p.m. Central Time, uh, you East Coasters, may the Lord have mercy on your soul. No uh, that's a long wait on the first kickoff of college football. And then we were rewarded, Clint, by getting to watch Colorado State versus Hawaii. You all Which, thought, hey, here's college football. Let's all gather. Let's all watch. And then you thought, who's who's going to make an excuse to leave the room? Wow. I mean, just let me give you a quick over-under. Over-under 80% chance yeah. that uh, Mike Bobo gets fired after this season in Colorado right. State. To begin the season, you asked me that, and I slap you across the face saying, Daniel, please calm down, son. Bobo's got I, yeah, them. He's the got, ship is he's, right. He's right. Not. Everyone's momentum is building. They just built that new stadium. He's undergoing an, an illness. We hope that he is is healthy in the near future. But, but man, that team looks bad. That team looks that, bad. When Hawaii comes in and when they are putting up pictures circa before Hawaii had statehood, it felt like, saying this was the last team to beat Colorado State, you, yeah. you're embarrassed by that. Yeah, the good name of June Jones was was elevated oh, to oh, it was to, to lofty status. Um, yeah, that Hawaii quarterback, man, all of his dreadlocks and all, he just came in there. Um, he just came in there and, and rolled right through him. Yeah, he he, he, he he couldn't be stopped. Could not be stopped. Looked like he just crawled out of a of a basement somewhere and put on a jersey. No, it's. it's I mean, out. he's he's in Colorado, Clint, and so the recreational drugs were flowing. He, There's uh, no doubt in my mind that dude was not all there, and yet he was all there enough to just like a like a knife, a hot knife through butter on the Colorado State quote unquote defense. No, don't uh, don't call that defense because Colorado State. There are a couple players I know that should be walking in a coach's office today if they hadn't done it already and saying. Here you go, Coach. Take back my scully. I ain't. I yep. ain't worth it. Here's the jersey. We're not. We're, we're, I know that I can't. I can't do this anymore. Let's talk about a. Let's talk about a game that I think you and I enjoyed much more, and that was the late game. If you oh. East Coast, hopefully you stayed up for the late game. Uh, that Wyoming New Mexico State game. That was pretty fun to watch. It was a blast from play one. It was completely different feel. Pads were popping, boys were sprinting around, hair on fire, defense. Right. There was actually defense, not just actually defense. That defense was smothering for That's Wyoming. Some high level defense that Wyoming was playing. Uh, I know you're going to say it's New Mexico State. New Mexico no. State was a good team last year. They, I mean, they were a, they were a bold team last year. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming came out that number ninety three. Number 91 on the defensive Hello. line for Wyoming. I, I don't know their names. I don't care to know their names, but those no. were some dudes. 
Those are uh, some dudes on the defense. It turns out that watch them for the rest of the year. Anybody that comes into contact with Wyoming, if your team has Wyoming on the schedule before the season, you thought to yourself, okay, we, we got this win. You might have chalked that up pretty easily. You go mm-hmm. back and you make sure your team can show up to play because 91 out, I think it was 91 or 93, one of them, at midway through the fourth quarter, they showed a picture of him coming into Wyoming as a freshman. He was a running back as a freshman, Daniel. Did you Hello. did you see this? I did he, not know that. No, you didn't. He was a running back coming out. He was, I think, all of 185, 190 when he first okay, entered the then. program. And they got him in the weight room for a couple of years, and he's now up to 245, 255, something like that. So he can he can run. We've seen that. He could chase down somebody, and all of a sudden he's got some uh, weight to pop with him. And my yep. goodness. That Wyoming team, fun to, it's fun to watch. I told you about midway through the game, I told you they reminded me of Georgia. I really do think they they looked like a Georgia team. Not as talented, obviously, as the defense we watched last year, but they were flying onto the ball. The corners were playing up. The safeties were playing up. They were hitting. They were hitting wide receivers when they were trying to throw those little garbage screens to the flat, to the wide receiver. Uh, You just had guys flying to the ball. The defensive linemen were beating their blocks and getting into the backfield with regularity. It um, it was a it was a fun defense to watch. And the offense, the offense had a couple of rotational of backs that were coming in. I think, what's his name, uh, the fifth year, had over 200 yards rushing. Had more rushing yards this game. Hello. Had his entire career to lead 226 or something like that. Uh, he ran all over. Then they had the true freshman play the forter and just mm-hmm. socked it to a tired New Mexico State team. Oh, that New Mexico State team was done by the fourth quarter. They were, they were, oh. they were get me out of here as, at a, as a home game. They could not wait to leave the building. They no. were. They Las were Cruces was not big enough because they only had to go a no. few blo- uh, blocks to get home. But they no. wanted it to be very large. They wanted to hide in the hole. After the that. only question that remains is: Will the New Mexico State defensive coordinator shave his mustache in mourning uh, for the uh, loss? And, and what the, should be the answer is: Don't don't sacrifice that thing. Don't sacrifice <laughs> that mustache. That's no. a glorious mustache. That's the kind of mustache that would fight back if you tried to shave it. Oh, be, would, that would that thing would put up a fight. It's not going down <laughs> easy. Okay. I, I feel as though when he, if he wanted to go to a party, he would Yosemite Sam that thing. Like all of a sudden, just as if from nowhere, extra hair comes out and he goes turns full Yosemite Look, Sam. They already but got it, the double revolvers on the helmet. <laughs> He's got true. the mustache. I mean, that's this, this program is as close to Yosemite Sam as you're ever going to get in college football. <laughs> that's, that's very they true. Not, yeah. Um, uh, look, we're not here to talk about. Wyoming or New Mexico State or even mustaches, though it may come up. We're here to talk about uh, the SEC. We're here to talk about Georgia, and we're specifically today, we're here to finish off the the countdown of the grossest fan bases in the SEC. We have counted down from 13. Uh, We have made it all the way to the top four. We are now entering the promised land, the holy grail, if you will, of filth and mm-hmm. absolute mm-hmm. human garbage. That is where we that is where we find ourselves today on the podcast. Uh, let's talk about let's get into it as we as we get into our top four. Let's remind the people about the teams that we have picked previously. At thirteen, I have Mississippi State. At twelve, I have Texas A and M. At 11, I have Missouri, 10, Vandy, 9, Arkansas, 8, LSU, 7, Old Miss, 6, South Carolina, 5, Kentucky. The only difference for Daniel and I is I have Kentucky far, far down the list from where Daniel does. Uh, Clint forgot eight. basketball was a sport. I forgot basketball Clint was forgot a basketball. sport. We're going to bring him around. Don't worry about it. We'll get We're, there. He's going to get there. I'm, I'm slowly getting there. I got Crean's Twitter all over the place. I see that guy rocking out. I, I'm getting there, we're gonna, people. We're so going to get there. We're going to get We're going to get there. Uh, By the end of the year, me. he'll have Kentucky way up there. I'll, I'll know. I'll know the hate of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, only difference really is that I had South Carolina as my final team where Daniel had Kentucky. Other than that, we are just a, a few couple off from each other. So if you've been keeping track of that, that means we have the four most hated SEC fan bases, rightly so. If you don't have these top four, mm-hmm. you I, dare I say, here, no, I'll just say it. Turn in your fan card now. You don't Listen, deserve to be a if fan. If you live... 
in the state of South Carolina or the state of Kentucky, I will possibly make an exception for you. But it is okay. an exception, and it's possibility. If, it's not a guarantee. If you live in one of those two states, I would be willing to to hear an argument for why you have a fan base that belong that you believe belongs in the top four. But Clint and I share the same four teams. We will see. It is yet to be seen whether our orders are the same going four through we're, one. We're going to get heated, people. And if you're not going to get heated based upon our order, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, hot take alert. Uh, I'm fairly certain the first pick out of the gate is going to upset some of you. Either Daniel and I. Well, actually, I know it's going to upset some of you because it and, should. And it should. That's what. That's where we're we're now into these this territory where where it matters the it way that you rank greatly. these teams. And and you have a personal story that for you has colored an entire fan base with a shade of disgusting that maybe Clint and I don't have a particular story that elevates one over another. And so, uh, yeah, so so be prepared to be a little a little angry. Be prepared mm-hmm. to, to dive in with us as we explore just how bad it can get in the yes. world of college football. That's really where we're going today. It's it's like a, it's like it's like one of those amusement park rides where everything is very scary around you. You know yes. that somehow you're safe, that it can't touch you, and yet still, still, it's so gross and scary and disturbing, the images that you're seeing around you. It, you're going to feel some feelings, Georgia fans, and that's you're meant to. You're meant to meant feel to. those feelings. Uh, Clint, uh, so let's Daniel, get in. Let's get into let's number start. four. Who, who you got? You said you were going to You said you were gonna rock the boat a little bit. Who, who I'm, you got I'm at number four? I'm upsetting the apple cart. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this team's name of the final four that we have, and you are going to decry me of being foolish and stupid, but bear with me because the other three above this team are deplorable as well. And that's maybe what I should say. We're choosing between lesser evils here, people. The the degree that that differentiates these people is not that far off. But the fourth worst fan base in the SEC to me is Alabama. Alabama is not number one. They're not number two. They're not number three. They're number four. And here's the reason wow. why. Do I we know. need to go back to the cathartic dumping of the national? Team? It feels like you, you maybe, maybe you've moved on too much, Clint. I've maybe moved on I, too much. maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I have a, a, a too healthy of an outlook. Maybe it's so healthy that it's turned unhealthy. Uh, that I'm able to turn around. Seems so that way. All right. Give me your reasoning. Why is Alabama? Here's my reasoning. All right. Let's say that you are a college football fan growing up in the state of Alabama. Could you tell me besides duck hunting, pointer dogs, uh, painting your vehicle camo, what else you got going on besides rooting for Alabama? We should pause to mention all of our listeners who live in the state of Alabama and are Georgia fans. Clint's in no way talking about you. Oh no, I'm, I'm he's, sorry. He's not you, in any way referencing you in you this have the particular scenario. You have the unfortunate uh, lot in life of living in the state of Alabama, but yeah. you know better, which is why you're a Georgia fan. So actually, right. to you, you are a prince among men. You are a princess among That's women. True. If that you is know, your lot you know, you know, you know more than anyone what it takes right. to live no, in that good, place. Good on you for doing so, and you rock Georgia pride proudly and loudly down there but if i'm an alabama fan it's only because nick saban has lulled me into a hypnotic state of believing that he is the next jesus christ and he's done so using tactics and cheating and stealing and lying and belittling like stalin in ussr (laughs) he has done his job and he's done it well uh, so while they are gross because it's it's like a lemming mentality, you just can't help but say that stupid phrase "roll tide" like it is like it is your native tongue. It's disgusting to me how you how you do so, Alabama fan. Uh, I don't get it. Um, I really don't. I'll, I'll never be convinced of it. Like I, I get it. Some people will bark at another Georgia fan and expect a go dogs in return. I get that. But you know you know what happens after we do that. We can hold an actual conversation following mm-hmm. that introductory statement. Mm-hmm. That's what we can yes, do. Yes, that's right. Um, that's right. So so they're horrible. They're awful fandom, but they're not the worst. These other three, to me, are worse. And it's only because, at the end of the day, Alabama can say, uh, 
we've won. Where some of these other fans that want to tout how great they are, they just get to say, we're great. And I say, prove it to me. And they say, well, I mean, I think we're great. Therefore, we're great. That That's not an argument I'm concerned with at all. Alabama's four. Wow. Um, that's, that's a tough one. We'll get to Alabama in a second. But we will not get to them right now because they are not number four on my list. Number four on my list, I'm going to keep it right in the great state of Alabama. Uh, and I'm going to go with Alabama's uh, miniature-sized brother, the Auburn University Tiger mm. Eagle Plainsman. Mm-hmm. All of them. Listen, um, it is much documented that Auburn does not know their own mascot. The most basic thing that you could ever know about a college football program yeah. that you it's claim like walking to up to somebody and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm Clint. Uh, who are you?" And them going, "Well, I'm actually people. Three different names. People I don't, call me. I don't know what. I don't it, know, it just actually. whatever you want to say is fine <laughs> to me. I guess to me. Um, it, it's look. It's laughable. Um, I'm gonna give you kind of a little uh, next level thing that really annoys me about Auburn, it's that uh, not only do they not know what their mascot is, which by the way, Clint, do you know the official statement that has been put out by Auburn University regarding the mascot confusion? They have released a statement. Do you You know know what it is? Every time you have to release an official statement about an official thing, you're you're in a bad way i'll tell you that we should right not now. So need to georgia's never released a statement to clarify what our mascot is we just no. named you a mascot are. you said this is yeah. who we are and yeah that, the official okay, statement from auburn university is we are the tigers who say war eagle i'm sorry <laughs> but i'm sorry what like is, this, is that supposed to bring clarity to this situation, Auburn? Okay, that's, like, that's as clear as mud. Thanks. Somebody Thanks that. wrote that thing at just the PR firm that they hired. Oh, yeah. and this is what they came up with. We uh, are the, the way, Tigers who say War Eagle. That, uh, could you imagine being the PR firm that got that from the University of Auburn? They came and they said, hey, there's some confusion. Could you guys write something up? And they go, okay, here. And, and you just give them like draft one. We are the Tigers that say War Eagle. And they go, oh, guys, that was perfect. That was that's, beautiful. That was great. And the PR firm's going, that, that's the easiest oh. 15 grand we've made all year. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, but, but beyond not knowing who your mascot is, do you know the, what the fight song for Auburn is, Clint? Do you know what it's called? Could you I, hum a few I, bars I, of it for me? I, I couldn't name a no. single word in the fight song of all. No, you couldn't. And do you know what? It's called War Eagle. Do you uh, know? Makes sense. Do, do you know how many Auburn fans know what the fight song of Auburn is? None. Not of, a single Auburn. Because fan. No. every single time Auburn scores a touchdown, do they play the fight song, Clint? No. No, they do not. Where what do, they, do play? they play? They play "Glory, Glory to Old Auburn." Oh hi. I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Auburn. But what? That's not. But it's not a thing. It's not that I'm offended that you're trying to steal our song. Which you because are, Because it But it's not that I'm offended. It's that you're degrading the good name of the greatest fight song in the nation. When you play... It's not even your fight song. Not only do you not have a mascot, you don't have a fight song... And your biggest two celebrities, celebrity athletes, are Charles Barkley, who has been embarrassing Charles. your university Charles. ever since the day he left, and Bo Jackson, who Auburn fan will love oh. to remember, has the fifth most yards rushing in SEC history. Wait, the fifth. Daniel, he, he, Daniel, hold on, hold on a sec, because I've been told he's the greatest running back in the history of all of college football. He's the greatest there ever was. He surely yes. has to be first, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Auburn fans will love to get into a debate with you about who's better, Herschel Walker or Bo Jackson. And you would assume when you hear that, that Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson probably rank, I don't know, one and two. 
on sure. some sort of a list somewhere. They do not. They do not rank one and two. They rank one and then a huge gap mm-hmm. and then five. That's yeah. how they rank. The 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 third place running back on this list didn't go to your Is school. That? He went to Arkansas. No. Auburn. Mm. He went to Arkansas. Mm. Arkansas. The fourth place running back on this list didn't go to your school either. He went to LSU. Oh, okay. And we don't need to talk about who the first and second place running backs on the all-time SEC rushing list. Bo Jackson, heck of a Kansas City Royal. Should go down sure. in the Kansas City Royal Hall of Fame. One time uh, I watched that grainy video of him climbing the center field wall in Kansas City and making some sort of a catch. Um, I mean, which, if you want to tell me Bo Jackson made parkour before parkour was a thing— I'm with you. Sure. sure. I'll give you that one. Is he a better outfielder than Herschel Walker? Still probably not. But <laughs> but whatever. It's not a big deal. I don't, I don't, it's, it's not, not a big, not a big deal. deal. Whatever. Yeah. No. Um, Auburn's embarrassing. It, it's, it's, it's really embarrassing. But it's not the other three schools on this list. No. And so okay. that's why I've got him at number three. Okay. Um, number three for me, I, I'll follow up by saying number three for me is, in fact, the Auburn Tigers. And for all the reasons mm-hmm. you listed, because I still can't tell you to this day. By the way, the War Eagle story, the eagle landing in your stadium on some afternoon. And that's like dude saying, uh, you know, a butterfly landed on the hood of my car one day. And that was yep. God telling me everything's going to be OK today and just going, uh, OK, like, really? Yeah. That's that's all you got. I, I just yeah. I can't I can't handle it. So the fact that you don't know your mascot and that's point one. Uh, point two is this: um, they had a coach a while ago, who actually we found out, uh, Daniel ESPN gave this man a job after he was let go uh, from multiple universities, not just the University of Auburn, but other universities said we don't want this guy, Tommy Tupperville. Oh uh, no! In, yeah, Tommy Tupperville. Do you He's remember? Vote to the name Tommy Tupperville. Uh, I have said. Listen, I didn't know name. if we were trying. I didn't know if we were trying to be classy to Auburn nah. fans, and we were not no. going to bring up things like Tommy. T- but I guess the gloves are off. I guess nah. if gloves are gonna- off. Civility is out the door. I, I don't care. If we're going to go down roads like Tommy Tuberville, this could get ugly in a hurry. We, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's like the fight where uh, the ladies take off their earrings, the guys are taking off their <laughs> backpacks. We are we are putting down watches on the hood of the car in a hat like that. This is where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. We're not messing around. So yeah. Tommy Tupperville one time decided to himself because nobody else would give him notoriety for the acclaim that he thought Auburn should get. So what he did is he had rings made mm-hmm. for them when there no one else would would give them them. That's like Michael Scott from The Office making his own world's best boss statue and putting it on his desk you are a comic book at that point like what are you yeah. doing to me if you can't you, you go can't, out if you can't go out and win a ring you might as well just make one for yourself might as well make that's one not up. and that's exactly that's what what Auburn gosh did. as bad uh, as tommy tuberville was at coaching can we agree he's so much worse as a broadcaster he's i'm sorry i thought he had found the thing he was worst at life and then espn gave him a microphone and told him to watch a game and commentate good. on it Listen, as, no as two guys who now regularly say dumb stuff into a microphone, I we get it. I, we get it. But Tommy Tuberville on that broadcast that he did, he did the opener, correct? For oh, us? he did the opener. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was, it was awful. He was, it was a show. He was just talking about some things that, oh, unintelligible. I would have almost hired him back into coaching just to get him off my TV if I'm, yes. if, if I'm a university. Like, if I'm an athletic yes. director, I enjoy watching college football on Saturday. So just to rid this man of of t- the television, I'll hire him to come coach it's at almost Tulane as or though, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as though Auburn University called him up after that and just said, hey, just so you remember, part of our non-disclosure agreement when you were let go was actually you can't tell anybody that you used to work for Auburn. Could you could you not have that be part of your bio? We don't want to be associated. But guess what, Auburn? You guess are what? associated. You with are that. associated. You are. You're you associated are. with that. You're associated with your current head coach, 
that is i don't know what he's trying to be a, a, is he a firecracker is he a disciplinarian is he a, a player's coach i think he's so confused himself he's the he guy is. that one time was the offensive coordinator when cam newton was there uh, that's who he that's is i don't know if you know that but that's yeah. that's who he is i mean yeah, you want to so talk about on. being in the right place at the right time oh gosh Just, guys that's uh that's all that's all gus bus right there gus bus and also auburn fan let me put this to rest in your historical lore documents a kick six when you when you oh, try to it's... tell me a kick six is uh, the best thing in the world it's kind of like this it's kind of like when ju- when when prom came around and uh, all your your the date that you wanted to ask to the prom was going uh-huh. with somebody else. Oh, that's uh, a shame. And she had she had fifteen other suitors ahead of mm. you who oh, she, she had said yes to. Uh, and mm-hmm. what you did is is you gave them food poisoning. Uh huh. Right. So that that right. she had no one else left but you, and then you bragged to everyone else of how uh-huh. great you were for going to the dance with her. That's what the kick six is like, man. It's not something that is to be proud of. It's an embarrassment that that's how you had to win. It shouldn't have happened. It was poor tackling. It was a cluster of a show. And for you to tell me that's your your shining, crowning achievement in life. Oh, absolutely. Stop. Just, I'm not trying to get too personal, too fast, Clint. But is that a real story from high school for you, or is that is that are we <laughs> no, are we I digging was, into actual real life experience in, no, in bringing that up? I could I could have given food poisoning to every single male at my school, and I still would have been going to the dance alone. <laughs> you Daniel, okay, you still weren't getting that date. You still <laughs> no. No, she yeah. she actually says, Nah, we're actually going to go to to Chuck E. Cheese is a better option than you, man. That's that's uh, Look, number three on my list, we're just going to flip-flop these two, and I'm going to now talk about the rest of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, the University of Alabama is the third grossest fan base. And listen, uh, I don't hate Alabama more than I hate Auburn. Okay, I want to be no. clear about that. I do have a recency bias against Alabama. How could you not? It's, it's infuriating what's been happening over there for the last uh, decade and a half or so. Uh but I don't hate, even today, I don't hate Alabama more than I hate Auburn. But no. we're talking about gross fan bases, obnoxious fan bases. And there are not many fan bases in this world that could possibly ever compete. There are two, actually. There are only right. two in the world that could ever compete with the grossest, with the grossness of the Alabama fan base. Um, Alabama is like, if you'll recall, I had Kentucky at number five on my list. Alabama, yes. to me, is like Kentucky. The difference is, if I could just get back to Kentucky for a minute, the difference is that Alabama has won more than one championship in 20 years. And mm-hmm. so even though both Kentucky and Alabama think that they have literally won every championship that's ever been contested, Correct. Uh, Alabama actually has won some. Instead of just one in 20 years, when every year you act like you're the defending national champion. Um, Alabama, to your point, does have some wins. And and two of them in particular, in 2012 and 2017, I will never forget. I will never no. forgive them for. Um, but, but living in Nashville, we have not gotten to the... Uh, a the University of Tennessee yet on my list, but living in Nashville, there are mm-hmm. as many Alabama fans as there are UT fans, uh, and so I am daily encountered with the Alabama fan who is just so entitled and so believes that they are God's gift. And to your point, the roll tide is—you said it so well. When when dog fans say "Go dogs" to each other. It's an introduction to a conversation. Or Correct. it's just something you say as you're passing on the street or on Twitter. An exchange, a one-sentence exchange. Alabama fans will have whole conversations with each other where the only two words used are roll and tide. Mm-hmm. And no one even really knows what roll tide... Listen, let's talk about schools that don't know what their mascots are. We're talking about now 
a school whose mascot is the elephant? Or is it some bacteria-infested water that has somehow <laughs> turned a weird shade of red that if you get in it, you'll grow a third leg or something? Right. Like, is what are we talking about? What What is your mascot? What is... Is it an elephant in a dumb hat? Or is it... Uh, uh, something that a lifeguard warns you about because <laughs> neither of those things are particularly intimidating and they don't seem to have a ton to do with each other. I get that the no. water at Gulf Shores is disgusting and you would never want to get in there, but that seems like a weird thing to base your whole mantra as a football team around Right. that somehow we're going to wash over you and infect you with a chemical <laughs> that is going to then cause you to have to watch us win more national championships. It's a it's a it's a gross gross fan base that listen, I let me tell you the day that I'm looking forward to, Clint. Oh, tell me, Daniel. The day that I'm looking forward to is this. Well, let me start this conversation with a question. Actually, this is a question okay. that that is worth is worth addressing. How many years after Kirby Smart asserts his dominance over Nick Saban, which we can mm -hmm. agree is coming. It's coming, okay? people. It's coming. And Nick Saban knows it's coming. Nick oh, Saban has seen ever. it, and he's he's preparing for it mentally and physically. How many years after Kirby Smart asserts his dominance over Nick Saban does Nick Saban hold on? Is it two more no. years? Is it five more years? Is it ten more years that he gets beaten in the SEC championship game every year by Georgia? How uh, long do you think he holds on? Well, I think I think Nick is a more arrogant dude than Jim Harbaugh, which is hard to beat. Wowzers. Wowzers. Know, that's and and I've seen Jim try to tell me time and time again he's gonna take one to Ohio State or Michigan State or Penn State. He keeps on telling me he's, he's gonna, gonna beat somebody sometime. Right. Sometimes Jim and Harbaugh's have, big assertion. Yeah. yeah. Uh Unless you're talking about more frequent flyer miles than other coaches, you ain't beaten anybody yet. Uh, and so he's still hanging on and he's still fighting. It's been years that he's been saying it. I got to say, I, I mean, does, doesn't Nick just have to get fired? Doesn't have to, somebody have to save him from himself before he finally wow. lets it go? That no, Kirby has I don't think so. Him to a pole? No? I, think he, I think he has too much pride, to your point. That he won't allow himself it's to go flip. out like that. Okay. okay. I think he will be forced to retire early. I don't I don't I don't think it's on an unlikely scenario that hashtag spoiler alert, we haven't gotten to this team yet on the list, but we could see a, a health scare from oh, Nick Saban, oh, uh -huh, a la uh -huh. another uh, infamous another. SEC uh, coach. From the recent mm. past, we could see a health mm. scare from Nick Saban sometime in the next five years, or or maybe he, like a, a a quote promotion up the chain at yeah, at where the he becomes the athletic director, yeah, or yeah. he just becomes the guy that they pay ten million dollars a year just to sit around, yeah, that seems like a, like a tenured professor at Oxford who just sits in an armchair. Look, the day that I'm looking forward to, maybe more than any other in college football, is the day that Nick Saban walks away from Alabama, and Alabama arrogantly and pridefully yes. extends their hand to Dabo Sweeney, and he says, "Nah, I'll pass. Nah, wouldn't, I'll just I'll just you. hang out over here in in Clemson, South Carolina. I'll be fine." I'm not. Wouldn't not it interested. be so much of Alabama if they just made a presser before they even extended oh, yeah. it to him? They just made a presser saying, "We're naming Dabo Sweeney head coach," and he's here in the and news. And he just has to come out with a statement of just saying, "I'm sorry, there was some false information. I'm, I'm in no way interested in I, leaving I, I, this it, great job that I have and, yeah, and I, going there." Why am I going to leave for Alabama, guys? Do you know that it's Tuscaloosa? Are, have you? Are you aware of of you, where the you guys stayed in Tuscaloosa recently? You've been down there for a game? No? You should. Go down there. Uh, all right. We're, this is it now. We're to number okay. two. And so this is the big question. There's two teams left. I think they're the right two teams. The they question are the right is, two teams. Are, do we have them in the same order? Or do we have you know, them I'm a little nervous. in different orders? Who do you have at number two, Clint? Look, 
if you've listened to this podcast, you know my disdain for these teams. And you know my disdain for who I have at number two because I poke fun at them every chance I get. And that's the University of Tennessee is number oh, two. Oh, praise Jesus. Yeah, praise absolutely. Jesus. I thought, absolutely. Okay. I thought for a second we were going to have to cancel the podcast. If we didn't, no, if, no. if you had... If you had a list that didn't involve Florida being number one, Clint, I would have just I would have yeah. turned off the microphone and just walked away. Walked away because lost my number. Six. So Who well, that's you? that that's okay. a relief. So now, yeah, we have the same we have the same order. We both have Tennessee okay. at number two. Let's talk about what do you know and, about Tennessee, Clint? Oh my gosh, I know this. Uh, I know we beat them forty-one nothing last Did we? year. Did we, though? Uh, we did. We uh, did. I know that their fans are so disgusting that they all flooded out of the stadium at halftime. They were gone. I, I know that that's the type of fan they have. Didn't want any part Knoxville. of it. Didn't want Said, any no part thanks. of it. Said, no thanks. We'll pass. Uh, I know that they have had some of the worst coaching tree hires that people have tried to wow. sell me and tell me are wow. some of the greatest coaches. Look, Gus Malzahn is a... I, I, can't, I can't stand the guy. I literally no. can't stand him. I cannot listen to him. But no. he's actually not as bad as no. the coaches that Tennessee has had. We we used to employ Jeremy Pruitt, and I, I don't think he's going to be nearly as good as Kirby, not even close. Not even He's not going to live up to expectations. We had him, and uh, we said, no, we're good with, with you going back. Uh, so that should tell you something. We weren't very concerned with him leaving our program to go back to Alabama. Uh, but the coaching tree that starts with Lane Kiffin, wow. anytime you have Lane Kiffin in your history books, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Hello. Like, what... What Hello. are you doing? But surely it got better after Lane Kiffin, Clint. Did it not? Did it, did uh, it get wait better? Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, is Dooley on that list? Holy cow. Derek. Hello. Freaking Dooley and those orange pants. Oh, those he loved those things. orange pants. Wow. But surely it got better after they, Derek they Dooley. Their, they learned their lesson. They learned their lesson. They, they made a great hire, a real tactical oh. mind. Oh yeah, in. tactician, analytical. He he likes numbers. He likes truth. He likes facts and and skill based execution. Right. That's right. Oh wait a second. Oh no, Butch Jones. It came was around. Butch Jones. Oh. No. Okay. Okay. Well, that's um, cool. Look, I want to know, Clint. Do you have a favorite Butch Jones story? But before we get to your favorite oh Butch Jones story, <laughs> uh, can we just pause for a moment of silence? Any time you name three head coaches. Yeah. Okay. And Lane Kiffin is the best hire of the three. That's what we're dealing with here. That's what Tennessee is. Tennessee fans, that's what you're cheering for. That's yes. That's who you. That's who you're rooting for. Yes. I, I want to know your favorite because I know you're a huge Butch Jones fan, Clint. Uh-huh. I know you're Butch a Jones. Huge Butch Jones. Fan. I could listen to somebody if there is somebody out there who was like Butch Jones's friend for many years, and then inevitably, like all friends of Butch Jones, you turn out hating the guy and walking away from him. But if you're out there and you want to just regale me with stories of just lunacy a tell-all from book, him, you're waiting for the Butch Jones tell-all book. Uh, let me tell you, you're the only person in the world waiting for that book, just so we're clear. I, I, <laughs> I would love listen because there's nothing as entertaining as watching a moron be a moron. And Butch Jones takes the cake for this one. Uh, no, it was a game uh, in the final year Butch Jones, uh, they win it improbably on a on a last second play, which all wins under Butch Jones were improbable, um, and this they win true. it on some lunacy lunacy type deal. And the reporter for ESPN, I forget her name at the time, she comes out to midfield to meet him and to ask him, Butch, what was the execution? What did you change at halftime? What was mm. what was going through your mind as you won the game? And this was Butch Jones's response on national television. In front of all of America, his yeah. players. Yeah. He said, just before the final play. Okay. I, looked, I made some I tactical looked. adjustments. Was that oh, what he said? No. No, nope. he didn't say I okay, subbed nope. in a new package. I watched nope. the other team line up. I called a timeout. I drew a new play. We nope. got back in. No, he didn't say that. Because that nope. sounds like coaching. What did he do That's... just before the final play, Clint? He, he looked down, Daniel. And as he looked down, okay. on a shoe... In his periphery, 
mm-hmm. he saw what he would call a cross Hello. on this shoe. And he knew right then as he looked down and saw that cross, he knew that he knew that he knew they were going to win. I'm sorry. That's that's your coach, Tennessee. And that's the coach Come you again? told me. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That, that's the entirety of how he knew he was going to win. Yeah. How that reporter didn't just walk away and quit her job and say, just I'm done. Just slap him right, in the, right across the face with a microphone. Please. For all of us. For all for of all us of that us. watch him. And uh, yes. no, that was that was everything he had. Uh, but you tried to tell me you lived and died by Butch. That's the guy, Tennessee fan, that you were willing to go to death for. I heard, speaking of Tennessee and their coaches, I heard so many Tennessee fans. Because again, remember, this is about the fan base. It's not about the program. Fan base, correct. It's about how the fan base embraces these coaches and 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 drinks the Kool Aid. Of these coaches, oh, yeah. and it's it's not even coaches that coach at Tennessee, Clint. I don't know if you know that. Do you remember last off season? Do yep. you remember Tennessee's quest? And I'll call it a quest. Most schools just make a hire. They yep. make a decision. They do an interview, and yep. then they make a decision. Tennessee you extend an em- offer. That Tennessee offer is signed. embarked coach on a quest. Up. They embarked mm-hmm. on like- a mythical journey. In an effort to hire a head football coach. How, how uh, successful myth- were they, Daniel? This mythical journey took them all over the country. It <laughs> took them it took them to John Gruden, who I heard so many Tennessee fans assure me was in the bag at Tennessee. That they had yeah. him locked up. And to each and every one of them, I said, sincerely, I hope so. I uh-huh. sincerely hope that you hire John Gruden because that would be the worst hire of all time. To be fair to me, I didn't know Herm Edwards was on the market at the time. Yeah. So I, I yeah, wasn't yeah. aware that Herm Edwards was a possibility. And to be honest, if Tennessee knew that Herm Edwards was on the market, they would have uh, hired him. 100%. 100% they would have hired him. Uh, John Gruden said, nah. Uh, nope. Greg Schiano, I believe, was hired at at the University of Tennessee, that's what I saw reported on ESPN, right? He was uh, hired. He was he was hired. There was a yep. verbal agreement. Yep. And then I believe Dabo Sweeney had to call ESPN and later say there was some sort of misunderstanding. Uh, he doesn't want right. that job. He's not going right. there. He's not. He pre. He actually Dabo knew he preemptively struck and he said, "Guys, don't do yeah. what you're about to do. I'm not." He'd it. rather be the former Rutgers coach than the current <laughs> Tennessee coach. That's what he said. That's what. He would rather have his Wikipedia page say, used to coach Rutgers, than say, currently coaches Tennessee. That's how Greg Schiano yeah. felt about that job. Um, it, to, to hear Tennessee fans try to sell me on the, oh, on the idiocy of watching their university just butcher a coaching search uh, was was just so rewarding. Listen, we don't have any more time to talk anymore about Tennessee. We've got to move on to talk about uh, I, Florida. Just, I have to. Get, I have to get it in your song and your color. People, stop. They're stupid. Oh, the don't. song. Oh no, we Daniel. haven't even talked about the song. <laughs> I hadn't talked about Rocky Top. Okay, really quick. No, do song. you know? Do you know what you're singing, Tennessee fan? Do you know? Let By any re- chance? Are you just re- spitting let out me words? Regale you with some of the words of Rocky Top. You know, you might think. He's reading a Weird Al version of the song. He's reading a, a version written by a Ryan Alabama fan who's trying to make fun of Tennessee. Yeah, a parody. I am not. I'm reading the okay. actual words to their actual fight song. Are you ready? I'm ready. I may, Well, probably not, but yes. You're not, but let me do it anyway. Okay. Once I had a girl on Rocky Top. Okay. Half bear... Other half cat. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are the real words. What did to you the just song? Say? The 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 Osborne half- brothers. The Osborne brothers who wrote this wonderful uh, hymn of Southern half- culture. Uh, just and which Tennessee has embraced as their own. Uh, sing every time they score a touchdown. They sing about. Uh, having consensual relations with a half yeah. bear, half, half, half cat, bear. on Which, top of, way, on top of old Rocky Top. 
if you're trying to go ahead and woo a significant other, probably some things you don't want to say is, <clears throat> hey, hey, sweetheart, you remind me of a bear. <laughs> Just so you know. Listen, I far I be it you. from you guys to take dating advice from us. Okay. Yeah. Like, far uh, be it from a, that's you. A great that's point. not what. Great point. That's not who we're no. trying to be here. But that one's just a freebie from us to you. That's, Unless that's apparently a, you're a Tennessee fan, in which case apparently they're into that. Apparently they they're they're into that sort of thing. That's and it's not even it's what, not even us making fun of you. It is literally you singing for everybody to hear what you think should be happening. Nothing gets old. Nothing gets old. Tennessee fan riled up like telling her that she's she she reminds you of a bear. That's, I mean, uh, when that's sweet talk to you, you got issues. That's, that's fantastic. All Look, right. enough okay, about Daniel. Tennessee. Let's stop because we have number one to get to. And number one, we could go on for hours talking about the awful, heinous, hideousness that is the University of Florida fan. It's screw Florida, Clint. Screw Florida. Just screw Just, Florida. What are we doing here? Da- Daniel, give me, give me some things that I should know about Florida fan. I'm starting to sweat now, Clint. I'm starting to – there's a full – it's a it's a real it's an uncomfortable situation happening in my gut uh, because you think I'm, you think just by talking about Florida you can be infected by it like it's that vile and oh I know I can I yeah I know you can it's not yeah listen the Gator bait cheer okay oh my word is the dumbest thing that an organized group of people has ever done ever in one in one place it's the dumbest the the arm motions. And the just absolute pointlessness and idiocy of the Gator Bait. There will be, never be – I can't even articulate to you why I hate it so much. But I hate it so much because of how gross and dumb it is. My brother actually went to the University of Florida. His now I, wife I don't actually know how you do went with him. to the University of Florida. So let me tell you, I have been to Gainesville several times. You know. I have been to that 7-Eleven of a town. I have been to that truck stop of a of a city in Central Florida, and there is nothing redeemable about Gainesville, Florida. There no. is not one iota no. of hope for Gainesville, Florida, to become a place that could ever be livable for any reasonable human being in the history of the world. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't know how to. I mean, literally, I could go on all day. I, the, let me tell you something I hear. People know that I'm a Georgia fan because people know me. Uh, and and let me tell you something I hear as a Georgia fan a lot, specifically from non-college football fans. Okay. I hear a lot, oh, you're a Georgia fan. You probably don't like Florida. Yep, that's true. I hate Florida. They're the worst. But seriously, though, Tim Tebow seems like a really – just uh-huh. well, nope nope uh-huh no don't do not finish that sentence sir there are Let me, there are still florida fans that believe he was bleeding from the face on a touchdown run that was actually paint on a wet field it's they just still maroon contend, paint from florida state just maroon they still paint, contend guys. he was bleeding and they you cannot convince them otherwise tim tebow is one of the grossest people that I would ever and people try to they try to like I, I tell them stop talking don't we're not this is not going to go with nope. and they say they keep they keep pushing it they keep doubling down they keep yeah. saying things like no but he seems like a really great guy right seems like listen if I met Tim Tebow today and I had never watched a college football game in my entire life and I didn't know who he was and I didn't know who Georgia was and I didn't know who Florida was I would take one look at him and go that guy's a douchebag I don't want anything to do with him I'm not. You would walk. Just you would get walk away. away. Just get him away from me. It's clear you've been in the weight room. I'm not impressed. You look like a d bag. I'm not. I don't know what you want me to say to you. That's not like. There's no. There's no. You don't put. You don't put Dan, some Daniel, Bible verses Daniel. on your eye yeah, black. Got, right. And and just immediately make me think that you're not a giant loser. That's Tim Tebow. Listen. Have a great career in the minor leagues riding a bus trying to find that 15 minutes of fame uh you're gonna get there some pro sport is going to let you 
let you do what you believe it is your God-given yes. right to do. Um, yes. But but it just just let me know when it works out for you. Let me know when the yeah. Mets give you the call and you're playing in the majors. Listen, I, I could literally talk about Florida all day. I need to I need to breathe into a bag for a okay. second. Br- br- breathe in. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the lather going because Daniel is worked up. He is pacing uh, around his room. I could I could just feel it. The angst. Here, let me let me do a couple of quick hits. Uh, the reason, if I could summarize it in one point, the reason I hate Florida so much is if I'm watching college football with my children, and the the spider cam that floats above the stadium, if it was to just span the the student section or actually any section of the swamp which come on the people, swamp the swamp is okie finoki joe called okie finoki oh, joe called gosh. and he said you know what why don't you not why don't you not yeah. use that that's that's solely the good name of swamp folk that live there you so, are you are ruining it for them so true uh, uh, but but if you were to just span over the fans at the swamp during a game i i have to make sure my i'm within arm reach of the remote to to pause and fast forward and shield my children's eyes from the racist signs that i could find from the abusive behavior that is happening between co-eds in the stadium you don't you don't know what you're going to see in there i mean if if we had a clue if we had to say if you pulled all of college football and you said, who's the trashiest fan base in the world? Oh, There's no down. doubt in my mind 100% of the votes would come back for Florida. That's the because, just the single trashiest as, group of people that we've ever encountered. Ever encountered because jorts are a legit thing that you wear proudly and predominantly at your university. The jean tight fitting shorts on on oh all manner of people. Look, George should never be worn by anybody. However, there are certain people that it should be a crime to wear. Not just shouldn't happen, but un- you should actually be penalized with no. punitive damages. A felony. For, yeah, that's a, a felony up. for wearing them. That's and, a- and Florida embraces this with all manner. And I, yeah. I referenced Tennessee's coaches that they loved and admired. Uh-oh. Let's go to the granddaddy of them all, Daniel. That's the The... Right now, who's becoming to be his his physique is being chiseled on the Mount Rushmore of deplorable coaches in college football. Oh, there's no Mount Rushmore. That there's no Mount Rushmore. There's there's to me if you're talking about head coaches in college football, there's no Mount Rushmore. There's Urban Meyer. He stands alone. He stands alone. This. This man, while at University of Florida, I just tried to Google arrests of Florida players, and Google, before I finished, Google stopped me and said, hey, bro, I don't got enough bandwidth to load this. It just stopped me and said, no, You ain't got time. You ain't got time for that search results. We're not not here to talk about that. Do you want want just the convicted murderers? We could maybe fit just the convicted murderers on a page for you if you'd like that. We can get that. Or do you mm-hmm. want just the domestic abusers? Because we could maybe, maybe do just the domestic abuser, but you have to specify which felony you're yeah, talking about when you Google all of them. Like that. Ooh, we no, we ain't we'll got be time. here for a while. Look, Florida fans revered this man, this man that we know, oh. that we've always known, was a garbage can of a human being. Yes, he was an absolute piece of feces lit on fire, waved yes. around in the air. That, that's who he is as a human. And Florida fans revered him, so much so that the University of Florida has published a book. They did not. Uh, about Urban Meyer. Um, do you, would, would you like to oh. know what it's called? It's got a Old picture Gainesville of— Old Gainesville Publishing. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get it real cheap. On, you, you can get it real cheap on eBay, by the way. He's got a picture of uh, of Urban Meyer with his arm around Tim Tebow, of course. Of course. Uh, on the front. <laughs> the book is called Urban's Way. Okay. And then the subtitle is Urban Meyer, the Florida Gators, and his plan to win. Oh, wow. Spoiler alert, it's 416 pages. Spoiler alert, no. so you don't have to read the entire thing. His plan to win is to recruit convicted felons and... To, to hush 
the uh, illicit activities of all of his paid staff members. His plan to win is to enable domestic violence. Yeah, he actually added an index at the end that said how to erase text messages in an iPhone age is actually he he added that one uh, at the very end just this last week. That's Urban's way. That's Urban's Uh way. Urban's way. You realize just while we're on the subject, Ohio State's also put out a book about Urban Meyer, Clint. Oh, gosh. Oh, Ohio State has. This man can't not have books written about him. Would you like to know the title of this one? Because somehow it's even worse than the last one. Okay, give it to me. This one's called Urban Meyer, Above the Line. No, wait, there's a subtitle. Lessons, Lessons in Leadership and Life from a Championship Program. Clint. That's real. It's it's above what line? What what exact line are we talking about that Urban Meyer is above? Because I can think of a lot of lines, and guess what? He's under all of them. All the lines. Every all last one of them. The line. This is the man that that Florida fan you loved, that you revered, that you celebrated. The Remember, dirty like titles. Earlier. The dirty championships that he brought to your program. That's what you celebrated him. You lauded him. And then he had a fake heart attack, pretended pretended to love his daughter enough to hang out with her. What did he do when he left coaching, Daniel, and said, I need to be home with my family more? What did he do after he left coaching at the University of Florida? He told a story about how his daughter cried every night and said, Daddy, when are you going to be home and have time for us? That's why I have to step away from coaching. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two weeks later, he he took Uh a job in Bristol, Connecticut at ESPN, where he worked for 10 months until he was hired by Ohio State, the next school to offer him a job, and then he went straight back into coaching. But you I know, guess I'm not really I'm not I really guess, clear on North American geography. His home did, did his family move to Connecticut? You say, which is in New England. Yeah, I, I, no, right? they were still okay. down in Florida, which is, if you look at a map, is uh, uh-huh. not near Connecticut. Okay, it's not uh, near. Yeah, thanks for clearing Connecticut. that up. Um, but you Urban know, I mean, know I'm that. sure his daughter. I'm sure his daughter understands. Yeah. No, after all, uh, after all, at least he wasn't beating women. Sure. And, and so he was just disappointing his daughter. He was. It's not like he was physically assaulting women or enabling Daniel, someone to do that. And I don't. I don't mean to be nitpicky. Uh, yes, <laughs> women beating. I don't mean to be. But can I add the 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 descriptor of pregnant woman to your? Sure. I'm sorry, I, like I said, I don't mean to be nitpicky, sure. but this is the man who has a, a book about leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. A, Florida fans, this is, this is your guy. This is your guy. This is and you are jort-wearing, racist, sign-waving, gator-loving, urban-loving fan. This is, the company you keep says a lot about you, and I know the company you keep, Florida fan. I know it. Clint, I... I, I'm telling okay. you, after we okay. did the the cathartic dumping of the national championship game, I felt light and I felt free. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't feel I gotta, that way. I gotta, right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I need to go take a shower right now. No, I feel gross. absolutely disgusting. We have that's just gross. Georgia fans. We've made it to the end of this countdown, and and let's never do it again. To be honest nope. with you, because. Nope. Uh, look, you know that these programs are gross. We've no- hopefully we've given you some actual data to fuel yeah. your arguments for why these programs are gross. Uh, that was our intention. Let's never speak of it again because, nope. man, it's on. it's foul. It's foul. That was our grossest fan bases in the SEC countdown. Again, you can find the us talking about the rest of that list on episodes nine and episode seven of this podcast um clint let's let's get out of here um real quick before we go we're gonna we're gonna do a new trivia format uh upcoming because we're uh, just we're done with embarrassing ourselves we're tired of looking like idiots yeah Yeah. and so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do once a month on the podcast we're gonna do a call in head-to-head trivia challenge 
where we have yes. two of you guys. We've heard from you guys a little bit asking for ways to if maybe leave comments or maybe even interact with the show. And we decided, look, we could have you write in comments or write in questions, but that's kind of lame. This is a show about talking about the dogs, so why not have you on the podcast to talk about yes. the dogs? So, uh, so if you are interested in proving your Georgia fandom in a head-to-head trivia challenge with another Georgia fan, another listener to this podcast, uh, let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter at uh, Dogs Podcast on Twitter. You can reach out to us that way. Uh, send us a direct message. Uh, just uh, reach out to us and let us know that you're interested in coming on the podcast and putting your knowledge to the test. We'll have a head-to-head competition. The winner will come back the following month to defend their title, yeah. and we will see uh, We will see who knows their stuff. Uh, and so that's our new trivia format. We'll, we'll probably do the first episode of that within the next couple of weeks, so let us know if you would like to be a part of that. We'll get back to you. We'll put your name on a list. And we'll get back to you and uh, eventually cycle you on to the to the program. Uh, Clint, tell the people also, about our what. Tell the people about our format for episodes going into the season. What, what can people so going into the season? Uh, the beginning of the week, Monday, we're going to try to get an episode out to you Monday night or Tuesday morning at the latest. And here's what we're going to do with that. We're going to recap the games from the weekend uh, Saturday games. We're going to talk about Georgia. We're going to talk about other important national landscape type games and what took place. Our reaction to it. We'll revisit a couple of segments we've already done this year leading up to it. That'll be There'll be plenty of, of dumb week. stuff we read on the internet, etc. Et oh my word! It will be. We won't have to prepare any. We'll just. We'll let it write itself. It'll be great. Uh, and the second episode that will come out later in the week, uh, in time for your Friday commute, is going to be Daniel and I going a couple of games. We're going to choose three games that have some intrigue and interest to you, as well as the Georgia game, and we're going to pick against the spread. Um, and then what we're also going to do is we're going to give you our lock of the week. So we're trying to we're trying to give you guys a leg up on making some money, getting some paper, uh, and so that's we're going to help you out. That's what we're about what we're here about. on this podcast. We're not. We're here to make you that money on the Friday Look, episode of this podcast. We're not. That's what we're here doing. We're, we're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about it from a fan's perspective, but but just we're here to make you some money. And so yes, we, we will be tracking. I should say we. We won't be tracking anything. We're idiots. intern Michael. Intern Michael will be tracking all of our picks throughout the season. And so mid season, maybe we'll come back and we'll say. Hey, this is Clint's record against the spread this year. This is Clint's record. When he says it's a lock, he it's mm-hmm. it's this uh, this is his return on investment, and you'll be able to make some educated decisions about whether or not you should take our advice. Uh, our goal is to get you educated. If you are a person who likes to have a little extra juice riding on the games yep. when you yep. watch them, uh, so that'll be the the friday episode the the episode again we'll we'll get that out either thursday night or friday hopefully in time for your friday commute to and from work so uh so look out for that that'll be our format during the season um once we get into there's going to be that window where we're going to get into holy cow i just realized when i was talking about gross fan bases i didn't mention bruce pearl when I talked about no. Auburn, I didn't mention Joe Kim Noah. When I talked about Florida, there's so much basketball-related grossness. Almost worth doing this whole list again for basketball fan bases, but we can't do that. Again. We might. Have I can't to. allow we, ourselves we, that, to go down, back down that road. <laughs> Look, we know there's some real gross basketball situations yeah. going on out there. Once we get into basketball season, we might do some special uh, basketball episodes where we are looking at that when there's an overlap there. So. Uh, we'll have plenty of stuff out for you during the regular season. But as of right now, the next time you hear from us will be at the end of the week. We'll be making some picks for week one. Yep. Uh, we will be trying to make you some money, as we just mentioned. Clint, give me one word to describe how you're feeling going into this college football season from a Georgia fan's perspective. Because we got game this weekend against Austin P, and it begins the season. It begins the march towards the SEC uh, championship and hopefully playoff and natty and I'm feeling foolish Daniel I have set myself up for success to kill all hope that's my successful mission I have done because I have I have convinced myself this is going to be a great great year I'm foolish Daniel that's how I'm feeling how, how are you feeling uh my 
My one word is similar. The only word I could really think of is more of a feeling, uh, which I am currently feeling right now as I think about watching Georgia play football again, and that is heartburn. Look, if you yeah. know me, that you you know that I do not. I do not. I am not arrogant, uh, Georgia fan. I am not entitled. We're gonna win every game, Georgia fan. I am the other kind mm. of Georgia fan, and you might mock me, and you might. Uh, you might come at me, but but listen, I've seen enough. I've seen too yeah. much. I've seen. I just know that I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, and I'm just mm-hmm. full of so much anxiety and heartburn in thinking about this season. Uh, I just I can't. I, I I need the games to get here because I need to yeah. see something on the field. I need to see James Cook do something i need to see tyler clark make a tackle i need something i need the games to be here and and fortunately clint they're almost here they're almost here so watch the game be excited uh however just know daniel and i are going with heartburn and foolishness as we rightly yeah. approach uh, as always as always we greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast if you rate us and leave us a review that would really help us as we move yeah. into the season it would help other Georgia fans to find us. Um, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Give us your feedback on Twitter. Several of you reached out to us about errors that we've made on the podcast. We are here for that. Uh, several yeah, of you reached are. out to us about your takes and your thoughts. Give us your top four grossest fan bases. Give us your one word to describe how you're feeling going into the season. We would love to hear from you on that as well. At Dogs Podcast on Twitter is the best way to get a hold of us. And we will talk to you guys again at the end of this week when we are picking real games for the real-life week one college football season. Clint, I can't wait. Can't wait. See you guys then. We'll talk to you guys then.